The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are only reflective of those of the host Ryan Frederick and any guest that may be acting as a co-host. These views and opinions are not reflective of any external group that the host or co-host are affiliated with. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan. I'm going to be your host for this podcast. Welcome to Introspective. This is a podcast where I just basically blabber on about my thoughts and opinions about different aspects and things in the world. With that being said, today I want to talk a little bit about money, a little bit about investing and ways that you can improve a future for yourself in regards to your wallet. So I'm going to jump right into it. And again, I just want to reiterate, these are my opinions. This is not advice. This is not investing advice. This is just stuff that I do uh, that helps me out. So um, this is targeted at people between the ages of uh, 18 to 30. Uh, But I just want to make it clear that there is no age where it's too late to start investing. So with that being said, I want to jump into the first thing you should do, and that is an emergency fund. Uh, In my opinion, you should have six months saved up of expenses for an emergency fund. Now, that seems like a lot, but um, that way, if you lose your job or Um, if you're injured or you're out of work for whatever reason, you got six months of, of savings, six months of expenses. Honestly, any savings is good. Any emergency fund is good. Uh, but I would shoot for that six month mark. Now that you got your savings, you got your money, uh, just in case of an emergency. Now you can start, uh, turning your money into more money. And the best way to do that is investing. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard about uh, Roth IRAs. A Roth IRA is an investing account where you can put already taxed money into this account. And you can put it into index funds or ETFs. Or you can just outright buy blue chip stocks from it. Um, And as time goes on, these stocks ideally should grow. Um, So that's, that's what I would do first. I would put, uh, you can put $6,000 a year into a Roth IRA. And I believe it's an extra thousand uh, if you're over the age of 50. And so what I would try to do is I would try to take $500 a month, which would get you to that 6,000 a year. And I would set that aside for your Roth IRA. Now to make it simple, you can buy a, um, total stock market index fund. I personally use Vanguard for my Roth IRA. Uh, There's all kinds of different companies that you can use to open one up. You can open one up with your bank too if you want. Um, Honestly, it's just a Google search away. 
So going back to the index funds, you can buy a total stock market index fund where you just purchase this, you put money into it every month, and you don't have to mess with it. It will ideally grow through time, and that's it. You can also buy um, S&P 500 total market index fund. And again, it's the same thing. You put money into it, and you don't mess with it. Now, if you want to have a little bit more of control over where your money's going, um, you can do what I personally do is I, I buy individual ETFs. Um, and these ETFs you can purchase, there's you know hundreds of them. And they're essentially an index fund, but it's just a portion of it. So you can buy shares of ETFs, kind of like you can buy shares of a blue chip stock. So look into that, look into the Roth IRA. That's definitely something you want to do right off the bat with any extra money you have. Um, if you save $500 a month uh, at the age of, I think even if you start at the age of 23, 24, you know, you're looking at 900,000 to $1.1 million by the time you're 60. So, um, and that's assuming you're maxing it out every year at 6,000 a year. So again, very important. Um, it's something a lot of people don't look at close enough or don't put enough attention to. Um, so additionally to that, there are traditional 401ks. Um, again, another great, another great investment. A lot of, uh, businesses will actually match 401k programs. So they usually match a percentage, maybe two to 3%. Uh, some go as high as 5%, 6%. Um, it's really up to them, but essentially you can put in, let's say every paycheck you put in $30, they're going to match that $30 if it's within that 2% or whatever their percentage is. So the difference with the 401k, the traditional 401k and the Roth IRA is the Roth IRA is already taxed money that money's been taxed so when you withdraw it at the age of 59 and a half you won't have to pay taxes on it that's your money whereas the traditional excuse me traditional 401k is not taxed when it goes into the 401k which is why a lot of times you'll see it pulled out of your paycheck before your paycheck's taxed um, and what happens is when you withdraw that money at retirement you will be taxed on it. Your traditional tax rate will depend on your income on when you withdraw and also um, what your tax bracket is, which again is dependent on your income. <clears throat> so moving on from that, I want to talk a little bit about what you can do if you still have extra money laying around after you've you know maxed out your Roth, you've set your emergency money aside, you've put money into your traditional 401k. Um, in my opinion, your next step is going to be to invest in either a side hustle that you're passionate about. So this could be anything that you love. Um, and if you do it right and you do it um, enough, you'll eventually you'll make money from it. 
Um, it'll be fun while you do it also. And of course, everybody knows a great investment is real estate. Um, I know the markets are weird right now because of um, the virus that's going around, but um, real estate is always a good option. Multifamily, single family, it doesn't matter. Um, it's, always, it's always a good option to invest in. I'll probably get more into investing in real estate down the line, but as of now, just know that you can look into it, and it's it's uh, it's something that it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to lose money in real estate if you do your research correctly. Um, so again, with these investments, I want to talk about taxes a bit. I don't think a lot of people understand the way taxes work in terms of short term and uh, long term uh, investments. So looking at long term capital gains in 2019-2020, if you are a single, if your filing status is single, um, you have a 0% tax rate on long term capital gains up to about $40,000 in income, so $39,375 to $40,000. If you make more than that, then you're going to be taxed on it. And again, let me just reiterate that long-term capital gains, uh, that includes investments held longer than a year. Short-term is less than a year. Long-term is more than a year. So if you hold a stock for longer than a year and you make less than $39,375, including what the stock makes you, you will be taxed at 0%. You will pay no taxes on that. So if you make 38000 a year, but your stock make you $10,000 because you decided to invest in Tesla uh, three years ago, then you'll be taxed a little bit on that. Uh, you'll be taxed 15% on the difference between the 39,375 and up. Now, short-term tax, uh, capital gains tax is a bit bit complicated. So it's similar, but uh, the minimum is 10% rather than 0%. So short-term again is less than a year and you're taxed at 10% up to $9,700 for 2019, or sorry, now it would be $9,875 for 2020. <clears throat> so let's say, let's assume you're filing as a single person. Uh, you'd be in the 22% tax bracket because there's a 10%, 12%, 22%, 24%, 32%. 35% and then 37% for short-term capital gains. So let's say for instance you are making uh, you know $40,000 a year, you'd be in the 22% bracket um, with your taxable income from what you make in your salary. Now since short-term capital gains tax is progressive, the first $9,875 will be taxed at 10%. And then between 9700 
and what you make, 39475 for instance, you'd be taxed at 12%. And only income that you make after that from 39475 to 80000 would be taxed at 22%. So essentially, it's a progressive system that goes up with how much you're making in income to, to make it, to simplify it. And that's including your investments. So if you're making more money because of your investments, your short-term gains, then you're going to be taxed more because you're making more money. And it's almost like a, a stepping stool when it comes to short-term gains. <clears throat> so with that being said, I want to just quickly go over some tips that you can save money so that you can have extra money to invest and grow because it's, it's a, it's a long battle. It's not something that happens in a year or five years. This is something that's going to set you up, um, for when you're older. Okay. So a couple tips I have, uh, this is a big one I've recently done is I got rid of my car note. Um, I do not pay a monthly payment for a car. I sold my car that I had a payment for and I, I bought a, an older car that I can buy outright with cash. So that was saving me. I mean, my note wasn't that bad, but that was still saving me $200 a month plus the extra I was paying for insurance. Now this can backfire. You can buy an older car and there can be issues with it, but um, even still, you're still saving money because unless it has thousands of dollars of issues within the first couple years, then you're going to save money. With that being said, shop around for car insurance uh, every six months to a year. So you're, you can usually, you can pay monthly for car insurance. What I normally do is I buy my car insurance outright at six months cash full, the full cost of six months because they usually give you an incentive to do that and they usually let you save a little money. With that being said, you should still shop around every six months to a year. You can almost constantly find better deals for your car insurance. I know there, there is usually benefits to staying with the same company. Um, they try to, you know, tell you, Hey, you're going to save $12 a month cause you've been a member or you've been with us for two years. Well, do the math. Do the research, do the math. See if you can find another company that you'll end up saving $50 a month or $25 a month. Uh, then the 12 is obsolete. So that's I do that every six months. I've saved hundreds of dollars, if, if not almost $1,000 doing this. And it's it's been very helpful. Now... The next tip I have for saving money is is a lot harder to do. Uh, it's something I personally struggle with, but I'm I'm trying to get better at it. And that's waiting 72 hours before any major purchase. So you want something, it just came out, you think you really need it. It's kind of expensive. So you you want to buy it. Well, instead of buying it immediately, take 72 hours. Really think about it. Sleep on it a couple nights. See if you really need it. 
If you still think you need it after 72 hours, well, then go for it. But this is something, this is a technique that a lot of people use, and it can save you money. You might eventually realize you don't need that expensive item. You don't need that uh, the new game console or the new video game or... Um, I don't know. Whatever your heart desires, you might not even need it. <clears throat> so, with that, another tip I have is ignoring sales. Just because something is on sale doesn't mean you have to buy it. Uh, that's a ploy that businesses and companies use to drive up sales. Who would have thought? So if you can look past that and realize that just because something is $10, $20 cheaper than it normally is, that does not mean you have to buy it. Now, if this is something you absolutely need and it's on sale, and it's a need and not a want, then go for it. You know, obviously it's 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 great. You need it at the time and it's on sale. So win-win. But again, if it's just a want and it's on sale, that's not a green light just to buy it. Really think about it. This is what happens is people people get stuck in their old ways doing things like this and, and they end up never being able to save $500 a month to put in their Roth IRA. And then by the time they're 55 or by the time they're 60 and ready to retire, they don't have but $40,000 to retire on. I, I know that I know that personally from people very close to me in my life that you know they're close to retirement and they have they have nothing lined up. Um, all right, last thing I want to talk about is overall tips to reduce spending um, and through that ways that will allow you to save money and invest. <clears throat> so one thing everybody should do is they should every six months to a year calculate how much they're spending and what they're spending on. Um, a good app that I just found recently called Mint uh, what it does is you plug in all of your information, all of your credit cards, all your debit cards, accounts, um, retirement funds, everything you have essentially, and you plug it into this app and it, it tells you essentially what your net worth is. If you're in debt, if you're not in debt, uh, it gives you credit scores, tells you your spending, it tells you how much you spend on certain items every month. Like I got a, I got a, a message from it the other uh, last month that I spent an extra eighty dollars on groceries, um, and it's just good. It's good reminders. You know, you don't always know if you're spending an extra eighty dollars on groceries or whatnot. Um, so it's good to take a step back and really see where your money's going. Because you don't always know. You don't always realize it. It's it's nowadays we have credit cards. It's so easy to just swipe swipe away. You don't even gotta look at the physical money to spend it. But trust me, it's getting spent. And um you you can do something about it. First step is knowing about it. So 
take some time, look at what you're spending, look at where it's going, and go from there. Create a budget. Do some of the other tips. Get rid of your car. You don't need an expensive car. You don't need it. You can't you, you can't save five hundred dollars a month, but you're spending four hundred dollars a month on a car you don't need. Uh, anyway. So that's basically all I have today about investing. Uh, this was my first episode on introspective, and it might have been a little sloppy, but uh, I'm going to improve every episode every time I do one. I don't really have a schedule for them right now. It's just whenever I can get around to doing them, I'm going to try once a week. But uh, these are some tips. Uh, they require a little bit more in-depth research, but I wanted to give an overview of some ways that you can start investing and start saving money and preparing yourself for the future really and it's it's also just great because you don't you don't have to worry so much you know it's almost a lot of people call it financial freedom now just because you do all this you might not feel financially free because everybody's always burdened with bills but the big thing is that emergency fund knowing you have six months of expenses tucked away in case of whatever reason you have that money, uh, that's huge. That's huge. That makes you feel a lot better about your situation. That and on top of the first year you're able to max out your Roth IRA, that also feels good. So again, these are just my opinion about ways you can, you can start finding that financial freedom and preparing yourself for the future. But all right, guys, thank you for tuning in to Introspective. Uh, please subscribe to this vlog, uh, vlog Jesus. <laughs> please subscribe to this podcast. Um, I, I do post my, my podcast on every platform available, including YouTube and SoundCloud. So, again, tune in next week. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about. It's really going to depend on how I'm feeling. That's the glorious part of this podcast is I just talk about whatever the hell I want. So, uh, I don't know. I got some ideas. I'll figure it out. But again, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.